What's good? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today about why Decamillionaire is the new millionaire. So let's start with the history of the word millionaire. It can be traced back to the 1750s. Uh, I think Thomas Jefferson was the first one to popularize the word, but it really didn't come into uh, its full popularity around the 1920s. And just to give you an idea, a million dollars in 1920 was worth about $15 million today. So that would make a millionaire a high net worth individual today. High net worth means $10 million or above. And the odds of that are about 50,000 out of 6 billion. So high net worth individual, there's about 55,000 of them from what I've been told at 10 million or above. So that's what a millionaire originally meant. And that's why I believe that the new millionaire is a decamillionaire. And in fact, that's always been what a millionaire was, right? Uh, because nowadays, if you're middle class or perhaps upper middle class, um, by the time you retire, you should have a million dollars if you at least include your home, which is usually paid off at that point, and the cash that you have in equities and things of that nature. You know, you pretty much need, if you're in Toronto, where I'm from, couple million to be comfortable and it can't all be in your home um, you know if you want to be able to have a lifestyle of sixty thousand dollars a year which isn't that comfortable in in Toronto but you know if your home's paid off and you know you and your wife which is you know most people in Toronto are married and you're each getting fifty thousand a year from um, your pension your Social Security um, and perhaps some investments, you know, you can live comfortably or you're just spending through, you know, a million dollars over the course of two decades at 50,000 at a time. There's two of you, it's a hundred thousand, um, you know, you can be comfortable, but below that, especially if you don't own your own home, um, you're certainly in some trouble. Uh, you know, if you're looking to live for the next 20, 25 years, and you don't have kids that can support you. So, uh, a, a millionaire these days is is a middle class or you know maybe upper cl middle class retiree. Although upper middle class, they might have three or four if if they're including their their equity because they've it's usually two people working, right? Um, and you know they've they've accumulated that over two people working over the course of 40, 50 years, right? Um, you know it's it's only in the sort of the upper class where the husband uh, would be able to support his, his wife primarily and have a comfortable lifestyle. Like I, I think in Toronto, if, you, if you're going to have kids and the man is the sole breadwinner, he needs to be doing 250,000, um, Canadian at least, because business taxes, personal taxes, and a mediocre home in Toronto is $700,000 and it's not in the city center. If you want to live in a, a nice neighborhood like Rosedale, uh, you're looking at like three million or something. And these are hundred year old homes, right? Made of bricks and stuff. It's like, in a lot of these older neighborhoods, you're buying an old home, right? It's, it's nice. Uh, you know, it's, it, it looks nice and upper middle class to a degree. Uh, but it is certainly not a mansion that you could get, um, maybe out in the suburbs of, of Florida, right? Or some of these states with cheaper properties. Um, 
you know, so in the big cities, and I'm sure it's the same in New York, um, LA, things of that nature, you know, um, a couple of million dollars is, doesn't mean what it used to be. I mean, it's certainly something if you're a young guy, right? And you've got your whole life to earn more money and you're taking that mill or two and, and putting it back into business, uh, businesses you own and, and reinvesting into um, other investments, right? But, uh, you know, let's say I was 35 or I'm 40 now and, you know, I stacked two mil and I was planning on still living in Toronto, which I left in 2014, I wouldn't be comfortable. Um, absolutely not. Uh, would I be comfortable here in Southeast Asia or in Eastern Europe or Latin America? Uh, kind of, but not for the rest of my life. At least when I see, um, you know, 40% expansion of the money supply post pandemic, right? Um, Trueflation stats showing 15%. CBDCs on route, uh, ESG tax on route, social credit on route, uh, carbon credits on everything you buy on route, travel permits, 15-minute cities. Um, with CBDCs, some of that money could be programmable. I've heard um, speculations about putting a, a limit that someone can have in their personal bank account. I don't think that will be, I think that would be a tough thing to pass, but you never know. And if it does get passed, it, I would imagine you'd still be able to hold whatever you want in your business account. It'll just make, um, you know, or perhaps in investments, it'll just be a way to try and minimize inflation by people not being able to hoard cash in their personal accounts. And it, it will, of course, affect, uh, like all these things, the middle and lower class. Um, I'm confident that if you're able to make it in the 0.01%, uh, the decamillionaire status, the, the, the top, you know, 50,000 across the board, um, even if those stats are wrong, let's just say the top 200,000 across the board out of 6 billion, um, you're, you're going to be able to survive and thrive whatever the new rules come out, right? Because the new rules are still going to have ways for wealthy people to stay wealthy because in each of these countries that is rolling out the, the reset on mass, um, you know, the wealthy people in that country who are rolling it out, you know, are, are going to want to stay wealthy, right? Um, which is why I think that now more than ever, the decamillionaire is the new millionaire because the the term millionaire was so old. You know, it was old by the time I first had it, heard about it in 1990, right? Um, when I was probably about eight years old because I was born in 82. A millionaire was worth 2.3 million back then, which was a good amount of, of money. Um, you know, it was a lot more money than it is now. Now it's less than half its, its value. Um, and you still kind of would have needed that to, you know, retire back then or somewhere around that, right? So even in in that day and age, the word had lost a lot of its meaning, but people's mentality towards the word millionaire hadn't caught up to the inflation, right? Because it was originally designed in, or popularized in 1920. And, you know, it still had a certain amount of cachet um, oh, I want to be a millionaire when I get older, as opposed to I need to be a millionaire to be able to just retire middle class, right? Because the mind share in regards to people had not factored in the last 70 to 90 years of inflation and that the, the word millionaire did not mean the same thing. What it meant in the 1920s was you're set, right? In the same way as if you have 15 million now, 
which is the equivalent of what it was in the 1920s. And you put that into dividend stocks, dividend yielding real estate, gold, Bitcoin, and, you know, or you have it in your, your business is earning you revenue. You're straight, okay? Assuming you invest properly in your private businesses and, and hedge properly in your investments. And you got to do a lot more than you used to do because um, banks fail. You want to be in multiple bank accounts across multiple countries. You know, you don't want all your real estate in one place multiple streams of income. And I talk about all this in my uh, net worth course, uh, how to get an eight figure net worth. It's a game plan. It's not a guarantee, but it's a, it's a game plan because I think this is the new game to play this decade to be aiming for um, 10 million either, you know, a decade from now, it's 2023. So 2023 or 2033, you're, you're sitting on 10 or at the least um, you're at 10 in terms of your net worth plus say your net worth is five and you've got five million in revenue coming in from from your businesses and your rental income or whatever um, and I mean that's that's a big goal I'm not I'm not sugarcoating it you know top 50,000 to maybe 20,000 out of out of six billion um, you know and in the past decade I was talking about make 25 20 25k a month you know live in Southeast Asia live in Latin America live in Eastern Europe, you're straight, um, put your money back into your businesses and into other investments, multiple bank accounts, etc. As long as that 20, 25,000 is, you know, adjusted for inflation, like you should be able to add 10% a year into your lifestyle business with a small team. Um, you know, as, as I've done, uh, I, and that was great advice for the 2010s, but start of 2020 pandemic happened. And through that, we've seen all the rollouts of the things that I've just said. This is open and available public information. Um, this is what the power structure of the world is openly speaking about doing. They think that's the best way to uh, govern the world moving forward. Um, and again, I'm not taking a political stance either way. I'm just telling you that the game done changed, son. And it is changing rapidly. And on top of that, you've got artificial intelligence coming in. And that's going to wipe out 40% of people's jobs. Now I see why they're talking about UBI because they're going to need to put those people on a UBI so that they don't uh, create chaos within you know the the economy and become a problem. Uh, so you're going to look be looking at probably a lot of inflation to be able to you know print that money out in addition to a lot more obligations for governments in terms of um, you know paying people right and you're going to see an even greater gap between the the rich and the poor, um, you could you could bet on that. Not to mention, uh, working any type of job is not going to be safe because it's not like AI is just going to stop over the next decade. If you look at ChatGPT and see where it is now, just imagine what AI is going to look like 10 years from now. As far as I'm concerned, the only person that's going to be safe is the, is the entrepreneur because an AI can't set up an LLC and receive a check, right? The entrepreneur does that on one end. And on the other end, the AI can't purchase something unless it's acting for a person to purchase on their behalf as an assistant or whatever. So there's always going to be a person who's selling something and owns a company and then a person who's buying something. Um, and as long as you're the person that owns the vehicle that's selling something, AI can come in and disrupt everything. And, and you know, if, if you've done well and put yourself in the 0.01%, you'll be able to afford the customized absolute best AI technology and not even understand it, 
you know, it won't even matter. You'll hire a prompt engineer, you'll hire an AI specialist and just be like, get me this fucking outcome, right? As long as you have the money and you have the vehicle and you have the right strategy within your business, you'll probably be able to use AI to come up, spin up business ideas for you. But at the end of the day, somebody has to collect the check and fund the thing, right? And the AI is not sentient, no matter how much they might try, try to tell you that in, in the future. Um, it, it might cause a lot of problems. It might act off script. In fact, it probably will. Um, but the end, at the end of the day, you know, as far as I know, an AI can't get a bank account and have a passport and an ID and um, actually use the money, right? It's, it's going to be working on somebody's behalf um, to, to do so, right? So you've got to take that into account, right? Like getting the money in the, in the revenue streams, you can get it now while you can so that you can make enough to afford the technology. And I'm not bullshitting here. Imagine this is where ChatGPT is, not just 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now. You know, Elon Musk has the Neuralink company that wants to put a brain chip in your head and create, uh, you know, nanotechnology and stuff and genetically accelerated humans. And you're sitting there thinking like, yeah, I don't want any of that stuff. I don't want people putting that in my head or whatever. But think about it like this. If your competitors are doing that, if the other guys with money are enhancing themselves and stuff, what is the world going to look like? for the people that can't afford those enhancements. And I'm not saying put a brain chip in, but I'm saying there will be all kinds of, right? Like right now they have HCG, HGH, peptides, all this anti-aging stuff to help keep you healthy and have energy into your 40s, 50s, and 60s. Just by not doing those things, and you know, I'm on TRT with a prescription legally, um, that gives me a lot more energy than I had, than I would have at 40, than if I wasn't on it. Um, also keeps my body a lot healthier, keeps me looking younger. And just that one thing alone is a big competitive advantage. Think about all the other stuff that will be available. And if you want to compete with other guys who are enhancing themselves, right, you'll need the funds to do it. I don't know where I draw the line. I'm going to play that by ear, but I know that, um, you know, a lot of these technologies, especially the anti-aging ones and the ones that keep me energized, um, I'm going to take advantage of, I'm going to take advantage of chat GPT, advanced searching capabilities and automation. And we're right at a thousand percent on top of all this. And I know five years down the road, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to use the latest AI for the $30 a month chat GPT subscription, right? Um, I'm also not going to be able to just do these organic videos, right? And get traction like I used to, um, used to get way more organic reach was getting 200,000 visits on, on my website. Now, not so much. Uh, granted, I took down a lot of the stuff that I was posting about then uh, prior to the, the censorship that I knew was coming in regards to dating and things of that nature so that I wasn't getting that kind of clickbait traffic. But even then, guys can't make money blogging anymore. They, they've gone off to Substack, right? You can't even find sort of high quality blogs anymore that aren't Healthline or whatever. Um, you know, that, that game has already changed. And with YouTube, um, you know, I'm seeing channels with 3 million subscribers, like an Evan Carmichael and a new video of his is getting 2000 views, which is, you know, I might get 1000, um, on a new video. It's not being seen by pretty much anyone beyond my subscriber list or guys that have already 
been coming to the channel and I've got 16,000 subs, right? I've got a hardcore kind of loyal audience, but, um, you know, that guy used to be getting hundreds of thousands of, of videos, but he hasn't really changed his style up to, to match with the time. So even when you have 3 million subs, he's out there getting a thousand or 2000 views because the game on YouTube is changing. Uh, guys have professional studios for their podcast. I'll have one next year. Stay tuned for that. And the future is going to be a lot of investment in the technology, but we're going to have to market on YouTube. It, the free views and stuff, if you want to be competitive, there'll still be ways to do that if you're doing aggressive clickbait and Mr. Beast type stuff and really innovating. Uh, but for the average entrepreneur on a brand, right, you're going to have to spend money. Uh, which I'm doing now, um, if you're seeing my videos, you're seeing I'm promoting organic videos, right? I'm not thinking about, oh, it's $200 to promote this. You know, this is a branding effort, right? I've, I've moved beyond just pure direct response. Um, you know, to, to spend 200 to get it seen by 10,000 of my subscribers, because your homepage is more cluttered than ever, right? And to make sure that, you know, even though you subbed, you might not even see my video because you've got a thousand other notifications notifications and other things on the YouTube homepage. And that's only going to get more competitive, right? So even these industries where at one point didn't need a lot of capital investment, it's not going to stay that way. Um, there's not one industry that's not going to be changed by, you know, algorithms, AI uh, becoming more, especially anything online, you're going to need to spend more. Um, you know, this stuff is no joke, guys, and you need to be on it. And um, we're talking about a decamillion 10 years from now, right? But keep in mind, you know, when we had a 15% inflation year, right? And if that inflation stays high, that 10 million might only be 6 million in today's dollars, right? Because the nominal uh, value of money is going up. That's what inflation is. The, you know, so you're, you're that, that 10 million that I'm talking about might only be 6 million. If we hit hyperinflation in a few years, it might be far less than that. I think I still think, you know, a lot of cases we will be measuring in the U.S. dollar. It might, it might be Bitcoin. It might be gold if some collapse happens. But I think at this point everyone's measuring in USD. Um, so that's why I set the the deck a million target right. But that money could be worth eight million. It could be worth six million. It could be worth four million, or it could be worth less if there's a hyperinflation scenario, right? Um, now, granted, if there's hyperinflation. Uh, you know, when your business survives, like your business might lose 50% of its revenue, but the rest of the revenue is matching the inflation. So you'll hit the 10 million easy. It just will be worth far less. Um, I'm just setting that as a goal right now in, in, in today's dollars, right. To aim for, um, you know, I'd say the odds of a hyperinflation are, you know, probably low. Uh, but I think there will be something that happens, um, in, in the rollout of all this stuff over the next decade, it could be a deflationary situation or it just could be, you know, like what's going on in Turkey right now, it's 30, 40% for three, four years, which if you're in the right vehicles, isn't going to hurt you too bad. And you're living abroad and, and you are arbitraging your income. Uh, but I want to be in a position where, you know, let's say you're doing 300,000 a month take home a decade from now. And along the way, uh, uh, a hyperinflationary event or a deflationary event that comes along and knocks out 80% of your business income, right? 
well, you were doing 300,000, so you know, that 80% gets knocked out, but you're still making 60,000 a month. And you're living in Southeast Asia, Latin America, or Eastern Europe, no change in your lifestyle. You're, you're not gonna need some, you know, you can't really spend more than 25 a month, 25,000 a month, unless you're really balling out at the clubs or you're flying private, right? So you'll still be able to live in the nicest condos, eat whatever you want, um, go out with girls, spend money on your social media brand, outsource your dating to a company and advertise and all of the kind of lifestyle hacks, buy all the anti-aging technology, et cetera, right? So you want to be in a position that, you know, you could, worst case scenario, get hit 80% and, and still be cruising. Not to mention, um, you know, when you're doing 300K a month, you've, you've been siphoning money off into, uh, you know, your real estate, your Bitcoin, your gold. I'm leaning to more towards just you know the kitchen sink policy, right? Putting a bit into everything, but it it's all it's all custom tailored and, and dependent on you, as I explained in the in the net worth course, as well as the actual practical step, steps and the money math to get there, and how important reinvesting is in your business, right? Because I'm not saying pull all this money out and put it into these shit investments, and I think all investments are shit except for a business because they are in comparison. They're more for an interruption in business income, right? Or they're more for, um, you know, psychological security against an interruption in business income that might never happen, uh, as well as um, for the potential for a hyperinflation scenario, right? Like if there's a hyperinflation scenario, stocks will usually keep pace with that, real estate will keep pace with that, but you're, you know, 70% of your business revenue might not, um, you know, so in, in those disastrous scenarios, uh, the shit investments can can really save you, um, and the reason I say they're shit is because you know you're lucky to get eight percent a year. Whereas an early stage business, you can get ten thousand percent over the course of a couple of years, and and well beyond that, you know if if you're you're taking in the tra trajectory of what you invested in year one, and then what you got over the course of ten years, right? Um, so, you know, I think this is the new game, and that's what's important to be cognizant of and it's it's what to aim for and you know it's changed my perspective on everything um you know i've got three or four vehicles i'm aiming to find a flywheel at least one or two and then i'm just dumping it i'm just i'm thinking where can i spend my money where can i dump this money aggressively um because i'm no longer comfortable where i was at and i'm doing pretty good and I would suggest you start thinking the same um, because once you really understand this stuff, you're probably going to see things the same way that I do. So you want to check out my, my great reset uh, survival guide to revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses. Um, depending on when you're watching this, it might not be out yet, but it's going to be out by the end of 2023. So if it's not out yet, come back. It'll be out. I'll be advertising it. Um, and I'm going to get you that eight-figure net worth game plan. I'm also going to tell you exactly what this rollout's going to look like and how to make sure that you can survive and thrive and maintain all your freedoms. But not only that, you want your life to be better, right? So how to still keep getting better um, in that scenario. And regardless of what happens, that's, that's what I consider a true player in the game of life. That's been the philosophy at RLD since 2012. Still the philosophy, regardless of how the game changes. And, you know... You don't have to like it that the, the, the game is changing, the goalposts are shifting, 
but you have to deal with it. And, uh, you know, resisting against it isn't going to do you a lot of good as opposed to what are the rules? How do I play? How do I win? How do I maximize my health, wealth, freedom, relationships, um, you know, quality of life, things of that nature. If you're an activist, I suggest another channel because I don't think you can be an entrepreneur and an activist at the same time. Uh, you have to commit to one or the other because activism hurts your entrepreneurship and uh, your potential freedoms and things of that nature. Um, you know, so this is the channel for true players. And I think this is extremely important to take seriously. If you want to see how to set your decade and yearly goals, you can also check out my life game, how to play the game of life course to set all your goals out for the next decade and then, you know, pyramid them up and, and start backwards and, and come back to your goals for this year. Um, it's called life game, how to play the game of life, revolutionary lifestyle forward slash courses. And that's a lot of what I'm going to be, you know, releasing over the next two years in terms of courses is the entire lifestyle design system, but also optimized for everything that's happening in the next decade and making sure that you've got the absolute best game plans to get you through because that's the legacy that I want to leave when I've passed on is that I've helped as many of, of guys like you as possible and not just like, oh, you read a course and it was interesting. Like you read it and you fucking did it and you've massively changed your life. Um, and by the grace of God, I've, I've been able to do that for probably 60 people at this point um, that I know of in, in my RLD brotherhood, which is my clients and friends, six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs, revolutionary lifestyle designed up brotherhood. If you want to get in the survival and thrival tribe over the next decade, be around winners, make connections, uh, get advice on your business and other initiatives and be able to talk to me directly. I'm not doing any one-on-one -on -one coaching. I still have a few clients, but um, not offering that service right now. Maybe in the future I will again, but Currently, I'm, I'm not taking new clients, so that's the only way to access me. I'm sure I've helped a lot of other people outside of that, and I, I have seen emails come in and guys message me and, you know, probably hundreds if not thousands, but, you know, with, within that realm of people, I've, I've really helped and I want to help as many guys as I can because um, to me, it's not just about living well and making a bunch of money. It's a, there's a spiritual duty here in terms of tithing as well as having your main mission. Um, you know, help as many people as you can. And I want to make sure you guys get that help. Uh, so again, check out that eight figure net worth course. Um, I feel like it's the best thing that you could buy over the next decade, because if you don't have that game plan, to me, it means you don't understand what's coming. If you understand what's coming and you get your point of self to a place of, of faith that you can make it happen and that you need to make it happen to ensure your thrival, um, then you need a game plan, you know, for your finances, right? And um, that game plan that I've got for you, I think is the absolute best. I've been searching one for one for years. I've been looking at all those old libertarian bloggers and uh, th their thrival game plans were trash. It was like, oh yeah, buy a bunch of gold and store it in Singapore and then get on a plane and go pick it up if things go wrong. It's like, that's not enough. You need every scenario planned for um, which I have in the Great Reset course and the Net Worth course. So definitely pick up the Net Worth course. Um, the Great Reset course is out. By the time you're watching this, pick it up. If not, wait for it. It's coming out out of 2023. With that said, appreciate you watching this video. Hope it, it found you well. Uh, God bless you. And um, 
I'll catch you in the next video.